Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Matilda Johnson, and today is our very last episode for season one. I am so excited. I've got some very special guests with me, but firstly, I do need to give a shout out to, I'm going to say our listener of the week, Veronica from Queensland. Thank you so much for all your love and support this week. Really appreciate the kind words, and I really hope you enjoy the episode ahead. So this week, I've got very special guests joining me. My sister, Lucy, say hi. Hi. (laughs) And Liam, her new husband. Hello. I say new husband, but like her only husband. (laughs) The most recent. Most recent husband, newly wed. New and improved. (laughs) Got married last weekend. So Liam, Mm -hmm. why did you marry my sister? (laughs) (laughs) Would have been too awkward to say no. Wow. <laughs> so they got engaged in a very untraditional way. Lucy proposed, which I think is so badass. Mm-hmm. And you just couldn't decline. Oh, how could you? <laughs> Too good an offer to say no to. Oh, that's oh, sweet. sweet. <laughs> but so today we're talking about love because I think we're now at two very dis- different standpoints in our lives. And I think watching Lucy grow up and seeing her in and out of different relationships. I mean that in the nicest way possible. We've just had very different experiences when it comes to dating. And so I feel like you guys are the best kind of people to like have on and discuss romance and what it means and what it means to get married. Okay. Wow. That's okay. It's heavy. (laughs) No pressure. Very intense. (laughs) So. Take it away, Lucy. Yeah. (laughs) Lucy, like you've had some interesting experiences with dating. Sure. And you're only a few years older than me. What is the best advice, woman to woman, that you can give somebody about dating in this day and age? Hmm. I would say trust your gut. Um, Always follow your intuition because it's there for a reason. If you're getting bad vibes or that you have some sense of like a red flag in a person, you're probably right. Um... And the same goes both ways. If you feel like you have this kind of connection with somebody off the bat, run with it and jump in, I suppose. Yeah. And then Liam, as like a guy's point of view, because I am not a man and I do Mm -hmm. not understand what men think ever. What is it you would recommend to guys and girls actually, you know, like anyone really from about dating? From the male perspective. From the male perspective. <laughs> I think don't settle for less. Mm. Like if you're not happy with the relationship, don't just kind of stick it out. Like know your worth and what you're looking for and pursue that. That's really sweet. And you still married my sister. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now this is something fun that I always kind of, well, I've only had a few guests on so far, but it's something a train of thought that I would like to continue with is what is the worst dating story you have? I don't think mine was overtly bad, but when you go into a date from a dating app and within the first five minutes realize you've got nothing in common and you've got to figure out how to either get out of it or get through it and what the polite amount of time to say is. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like you tend to know, like, if it's from a dating app and you're meeting them for the first time, you know pretty early in the date whether or not you're going to want a second date or if this is going to be a good or a bad date. 
And you're right, that sucks. Mm. Yeah. I've never dated anyone off a dating app. Ever? Never dated anyone from a dating app. Well, maybe that'll have to be well, season two. <laughs> you, but you know, <laughs> Lucy actually yesterday, I, okay, so I have joined a dating app just to be, just for journalistic purposes. Um, and he called me while I was in the car with Lucy and I feel really bad for the guy because I was too scared to answer. So Lucy did, because we do have very similar voices. Not that he'd know any differently, but mm. you've kind of set me up. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Has he followed up? I'm too scared to, <laughs> to open the messages. So I yeah. don't know. He was lovely. A lovely guy. I feel really bad for him. And, but no, I think you should go on the date with him. He has a lovely voice. And awkward if he's listening. <laughs> you might know by now. Yeah, he might know by now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll see. Maybe season two. Follow up. He'll on join that one. on the show. Yeah. He will record a date. Maybe. I think he should. <laughs> I mean, I got a good impression from the brief interaction I saw there. Seemed yeah. like a nice fella. You guys are all in on it. Maybe you guys should just set me up on dates in future. I think leave it in Lucy's hands and she'll just tease I don't up. trust Lucy's hands. I trust your hands more than I <laughs> I'll trust Lucy's hands. It all. I'll oversee it all. <laughs> you know, one thing I find really funny about, like, our relationship, Lucy, is that being the oldest sister, it's so, you know what? It's actually really nice that you're married now because anytime that I've dated somebody or, like, even guy friends and stuff, they've all been like, your sister is so hot. And I'm like, thank fuck she's off the market because I've been through the ringer with guys who I find attractive finding you more attractive. And I'm just like, I'm over it. So thank you, Liam. Happy to take one for the team. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, but you know that's this. That's awful though. Like, why say that for one thing? Also, that's just ridiculous. But like, why say that? Do you remember when we were... In high school, a guy asked me out and I said no. And then he rang back about 15 minutes later and asked Lucy out. So he had a backup plan. Yeah. Ready to go. He was like, if I can't take one Johnson, I'll take the other. Got to get one. Yeah. I just had to be like, Where, in what world did you think this was going to work? <laughs> That's just a Hail Mary. It's a bit confusing. But also I'm just kind of like, gross. So gross. Gross. But this has happened on more than one occasion. So thank mm. God you're off the market. Oh, you know, we did what we could. (laughs) (laughs) You made my life very interesting. (laughs) But also, Liam, so knowing this, Mm -hmm. how do you feel about, like, I don't know, dating history and stuff? Do you think it's important to know somebody's dating history when you're in a relationship? Not necessarily, Mm. but it is good to feel comfortable enough to talk about it if it's relevant. Mm. Was it relevant for you? <laughs> well, I kind of think it's good to date someone who has had a lot of dating experience because that's kind of something that will probably help them clarify what they're actually looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What I do agree. you think? For sure. I think it is relevant in some circumstances. I think it's important to talk about, you know, what your deal breakers or red flags are based on your past experiences mm-hmm. and also build on better communication yeah that is a problem you've had in the past Mm. for sure so tilly i want to ask you a question okay what's the worst dating experience you've had oh 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 i actually am like 
like so you can dish it out but you can't I know I've been I've I haven't had terrible terrible dates or one time I think it was like one of my the first guys I ever dated back in high school he he listens to this and he's told me he listens to this Hi. Um, mm-hmm. He used to play golf semi-professionally and he used to, our first ever date was, he was like, I'm going to teach you how to play golf. And then he just made me pick up the balls after him. And that was the entire <laughs> date. Furious that was, yeah. it, it was pretty horrendous. I, and like, I have not played golf since. Um, although actually one time my friends set me up on a date and it was really good. We hit it off really well. It went for 12 hours, but Later on in the evening, he was like, oh, do you want to go out to this bar? I know a few people who are going to be there. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And his family was there. And so I met his family on the first date. And some of his older brother's friends were there who I I actually knew. And I'd actually dated one of them. Yeah, that's awkward. So that was really uncomfortable. I left pretty quickly after that. <laughs> but the rest of the date was great. Like, I haven't had a awful experience did you see him again for a second date no (laughs) no i was like this is a bit much but yeah 12 hours was enough yeah and also like it was a pretty casual first date like we'd met it was kind we'd met briefly before and i don't know first date and he was like what what are your expectations for marriage and like how many kids would you want and i was like this is too much and i was like 19 at the time, so I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Mm. Maybe he's just trying to establish that you were on the same page. Ma- I'm sure intense, I'm sure though. he had nice intentions, but yeah. I was like, I just wanted to keep it chill, you know? <laughs> so Speaking yeah. of meeting family on dates, I once went on a Bumble date years and years ago, and the guy's mum dropped him off on the date, and she came up and hugged me, and she was like, Lucy, so nice to meet you. I've heard so much about you. And I'd been talking to this guy for, like, maybe a couple of days that's awful and I was just immediately wanting to run from the she day. was, was like so, so this awkward. is this is the family ring <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it felt like that it was really intense I think I stayed for like 45 minutes for a coffee and then I just legged it out of there you know mum did do that actually first time she met my ex um he came here and she got out like I am to inherit Nan's ring and she got it out and showed it to him and I was like oh put it away <laughs> do not do that, that. Uh, yeah that was pretty embarrassing just to intimidate the guy mm. speaking of intimidating though I think our dad tries to be quite intimidating when it comes to the guys we date have you felt that way he's probably not gonna listen Pause. to this <laughs> yeah, no, trust me dad does not listen to my podcast he's like I do not want to know no no I can see that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He's warmed to you, though. A little bit, I think. <laughs> but I could see him putting the hard word on. Yeah. Putting the pressure on and seeing how they react. I'd hope he's nice <laughs> to you now. I mean, you did just get married. <laughs> yeah, and he no. did speak at the wedding, so that was nice. Yeah, didn't say anything too critical. He was No, I loved the part of his speech. He was like, I should probably talk about Liam. <laughs> <laughs> nice Throw to meet you. <laughs> like, this is an afterthought. Yeah. No, but feeling pretty welcome into the fam. I think so at this point. I hope so, yeah. As we sit in the family house. Yeah. (laughs) You know, one thing that is really nice about you guys being married is that, like, this is so cheesy, but I have always wanted a brother, and I think you've really fit that mold, you know? (laughs) Like, 
You filled the void for me. I'm still so. being molded. Yeah, but like, you know, you're working on it and yeah, it's good. Yeah. No, you give really good advice. And I don't know. I feel like without meaning to be, I think you have been a bit oddly protect not oddly, Ooh. but you have been a bit protective. I think of we me. both are. Yeah, yeah, I think you both, both very tend much to are. Be. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well it's good. Yeah. Liam's an only child, so mm. it's a pretty good effort. Mm. Yeah. First You've had time. to learn on your feet. Think quick. Yeah. Pick it up on the run. Mm. So fitting into family, has it been easy for you? Oh, <laughs> no, no. Think about this. <laughs> Trying to be thoughtful. I think it has been pretty easy. I think everyone's been really welcoming. Mm. Not just the immediate family, but like the extended family as well. Well, you yeah. were kind of thrown into the ringer with meeting extended family and stuff at mum's birthday last year. Yeah. Liam hadn't really been... You had, you'd only been at our house what, once I reckon before, once or, was or that, twice. Yeah. Before... And then suddenly it was like, here's the entire family. And then was it not that long after that you guys got engaged? Yeah. I reckon it would have been a few months after that. Yeah, a month or two. Pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. But I, I think at the event, everybody was kind of warm and welcoming. Everyone was drunk, that's Helps why. Helps when the drinks are flowing. <laughs> it makes it all a little bit easier and yeah. takes the edge off. Yeah. And Collingwood were playing. So. And Collingwood were playing, so that <laughs> Nice helps. distraction. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to... Get sure. on board the Collingwood bandwagon. Yeah. Nothing Put on more some good tunes and we're fine. Yeah. Simple. Mm. That's the winning formula. And yeah. everyone who came to the wedding from our family had the best time. I'm glad to hear that. Like everyone was very hungover the next day. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's a good sign. Oh, yeah. We were probably right up there. Yeah. So when it comes to married life, like obviously it's only been a week. <laughs> But as somebody who has no expectations of getting married anytime soon, what does it mean to you to be married? Oh. I'm going to point in your direction. <laughs> I'll just feed off your answer. I don't know. It's hard to say because it's only been a week. Like, I still feel like we're very much in the honeymoon period of post-wedding. like post mm. um, I think that's the thing. We went straight into a staycation for the next three days after the mm. wedding. So you're in, like, your bubble. Yeah. 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 And then it was straight back to work and then down here and... We haven't had a time to just kind of sit and digest and process it all, I think. Yeah, mm. or do like, you know, normal domestic days, like yeah. everyday kind of stuff. Mm. It's been like really full, like go, go, go. Um, but I definitely, and that's the thing, being still in the honeymoon phase, it's like I get the butterflies whenever I think about last weekend and like. <laughs> I catch you checking out the wedding photos every now and then. Yeah. Aww. That's Shout great. out to Tuscany Gray, amazing photographer. She did an excellent job. Yeah, she was great. Um, so in terms of getting married and stuff, how did you guys know? Again, from somebody who's like, I, who knows if I'll ever get married. What made you know that like you were each other's person? Well, I think the funniest thing to me about the proposal was actually the day after when Lucy asked me, I reckon, about 100 times throughout the day if I actually wanted to get married, <laughs> just to... <laughs> Check. You're getting punked. Yeah, I was still on board. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I wasn't. I wasn't backtracking. Was no, no, no. <laughs> I think we'd already had discussions about plans for the future and things we'd wanted, so it wasn't completely out of the blue at all. And I think we were pretty eye to eye on what we hoped to do. Yeah. Yeah. And you just knew. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know how to describe it. Like, you just know when you know. It's like I was saying before about intuition. 
Mm. No. Yeah, because for us as outsiders, because your relationships seem to just kind of fall together in a really lovely way. Like suddenly you were dating and then suddenly you were engaged and now you're married and it just seemed like it just worked out. There was probably a lot more going on behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. We kind of dated before. Yeah, you just distance. kept it under wraps and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then like seeing each other and not seeing each other and then then things kind of lined up. Would you say having like that kind of element of privacy in your relationship because it wasn't really like you weren't flaunting it, for instance, when you first got together, would you say having that kind of element of privacy helped your relationship form a bit better? Like you didn't have as many outside voices or... Maybe to an extent. I mean, we were, we did date long distance through COVID for a long time and I guess not having any outside influences at all helped us get to know each other without other biases or anything coming into play. I think because we were in lockdown, we didn't have much more to do than talk on the phone for like hours at a time. Yeah. So like when you're doing that, you get to know each other pretty quickly and pretty yeah. deeply. So maybe that was a good foundation for us. To build your relationship on that. Yeah. And also yeah. I guess it's a very vulnerable time as well to have gone through that in the early stages of a relationship. Mm. So you probably saw like the best and worst all at once <laughs> and you were like, okay, it can't get worse <laughs> than this. That comes with the territory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that, that probably did help like speed up how we got to know each other. Um, I guess as well, you're right. Like you, you don't tend to start seeing somebody and then like talk in person for like three, three, four hours at a time. So we definitely fast tracked a lot of more like deeper conversations Mm -hmm. that I think you would take, would take maybe more months to get to if it was just in person. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I think we'd get through a bottle of two or wine. A night having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of sped things up as well. Which kind of did feel like a date in a yeah. way. Yeah. It's and you just relax nice. into it more, I guess. Yeah. You? Mm. I think so. That's We'd occasionally lovely. get dressed up and do a FaceTime and pretend that we were out at dinner. and. Lucy, you put on a gown. I think I got dressed up in a Peaky Blinders get up at one point. <laughs> Peaky cap and all on. That's really sweet. So because... I hate to use the terms like traditional in terms of marriage and Mm. the proposal, like being the woman of the relationship and proposing to the man. And then, you know, you haven't had the most traditional circumstances regarding your relationship and how you met, for instance. Are there certain things within like the realms of marriage, but, but you're just like, that is not of interest, you know, like you're not living by certain life points. You know what I mean? (laughs) um i don't know i mean i think even with the wedding Mm. we were like pretty clear when we started planning Mm. it that we wouldn't just do things because they were expected or like just because they were generally done in society Mm. and we wanted it to be kind of like personal to us and not just done out of an obligation to other people i think that probably applies to most things that we do yeah, we've always done things on our own terms That's and not nice. because it's expected. Mm. I mean, I would say, like, there were aspects of the wedding that were still quite traditional, like Dad walking me down the aisle and things like that and, like, me taking Liam's surname. 
Sorry, which I fought. You <laughs> <laughs> really, really fought me on that one. I think my initial thought was I didn't want it to come across as kind of possessive mm. or like for me to expect it to be done. Mm-hmm. But then when Lucy kind of explained her motivation behind it, then I got on board with the whole idea. Yeah, that's really nice. I think, yeah, that is like an expectation. And I've been in relationships before where it's like, if I were to marry that person, there was very much set boundaries of what I had to do and achieve. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's nice to hear that from like, from the views of like a woman as well. Like, I think there's a lot that we tend to have to do in terms of a marriage and stuff. And it's really nice to have that refreshing sort of aspect of you don't actually have to do certain things yeah. just to make somebody happy. And if you are doing it, it doesn't make you any less of a feminist or have any less yeah. of an identity. It's You're still doing it on your own terms. I reckon on that, initially I tried to compromise and say, okay, maybe we could hyphenate. Mm. But Lucy was just not having it, wouldn't budge on <laughs> the idea. Would you have hyphenated your name? I was happy to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a modern man. He is. I love but I that. Think the explanation that Lucy gave was a really good one. When you said you want to create like our family unit mm-hmm. and having one surname seemed like an important symbolic part of that. Yeah. Mm. Like a concise unit. Yeah. Mm. I also think in terms of women taking their partner's surname, we need to remember that if your parents, if your mum took her partner's surname, then it's her, not her identity either. The entire construct over centuries is like, it's all just a construct, basically. Mm. I find that really interesting as well. Like, I've heard from other people that the hardest part of getting married is the change of the surname because it has been your identity for so long and you do feel almost at a loss with... It's like changing who you were and it's like a shift who you were and who you are now Mm. to what you've become. You didn't feel that at all? Not yet. I mean, I haven't legally done it. You can't legally do it until your marriage paperwork comes back. I did not know that. (laughs) And then you start changing over, you know, like your bank, your banking, your passport, all that kind of thing and all of your identification. So it's not instant, but I'm now identifying with the new surname just because I thought it'd be easier to communicate through work and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, Well, I think even changing it on social media mm. feels like a significant step, even if there are no, like, legal obligations, anything like that that comes with it. Because it's now what you're known as. Yeah, you've still shifted your identity. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of people message me being like, oh, new surname change. Like, that's crazy. That's going to take getting used to. And yeah. I guess I'm not used to it. Even yeah. When I see it, I'm still caught off guard by it. Even seeing your Instagram handle and, like, my friend who also just got married, seeing her change her Instagram handle, I messaged immediately and I was like, I know this is so silly, but I've always known you as da-da-da-da-da. Mm. And now it's something else. And it's just so interesting how the smallest thing can feel like a big thing. Yeah. Well, I think a bunch of nicknames I've got for you revolve around... My Johnson. Olsen, I'm like, yeah. can I still call you LJ? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you LJ can Hooker. Still call me LJ. <laughs> LK is not as fun. Nah. <laughs> nah. No, you're still LJ Hooker. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I reckon this question ties into the discussion around 
dating and also around concepts of marriage, when you're in a relationship where you're having discussions around your hopes for the future, like family, kids, marriage, and then the relationship ends and then you have to reform a vision for the future without all of that included, with that particular person, how do you approach that? I feel like this is so pointed at me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, having just gone through a breakup, I find it really interesting. This is something I thought about because obviously attending your wedding on the weekend and one of my best friend's weddings last month when the breakup was kind of happening, Mm -hmm. it was something that was on my mind a lot. Um, So for instance, Lucy can attest to the fact that I was the kid that always wanted to get married, loved all the wedding movies, collected wedding magazines. I just had a wedding scrapbook. I collected bridal magazines. It was very cute. Yeah, and like a part of me was like, maybe I'll be a wedding planner. Don't think I'll ever do that. (laughs) But it was something that I was like, I want to have a big white wedding one day. But I had very much in my mind like how I would go about it as well. I knew what I wanted. And then being with my ex that kind of flipped on its head because of cultural reasons and religious reasons as well so I knew if I were to marry him pretty much like there would still be things that I would want as well but a lot of it would have to be based off his personal needs for the wedding and his family's and his family's expectations expectations, which was difficult to kind of like even though like we're very young But even thinking about that was very hard to come to terms with because I knew it wouldn't be everything I'd ever wanted. Mm -hmm. And I know marriage is for two people, but there were aspects where I was just like, you know, religiously, we didn't grow up religious and there were things that I would have to do in order to marry him, for instance, that I previously had not been comfortable with. And so I would say mentally... I switched into that mindset of, okay, well, this are things that I have to do. And now coming off that relationship, I now don't really know what I want anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I knew what I used to want and I know what I wanted when I was with somebody. And now that it's totally cut off, I have no idea what I would expect. So when you were having (laughs) those conversations around the concessions you'd make to fit in, how much of what you actually wanted was discussed and like would have been incorporated into the experience um (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) very little um yeah no it was just a lot of alterations and I think a lot of um compromising Mm. because we did speak seriously about these things and it was just kind of like okay like (laughs) if it came down to it I'd be happy to do it but it wasn't everything that yeah. I'd ever wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Do you guys feel like with your wedding, it was kind of everything you imagined? Yeah, I think so. That is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Simple answer. I, I wasn't like you. I didn't have like a vision for what it would be prior to us getting engaged, you know, or like not like a lifelong vision of wanting a particular kind of wedding. I think the wedding we had was very much just based off our relationship and mm-hmm what we both wanted it was very like a lot of most pretty much all of the decisions were made together i think initially we strongly considered doing like essentially a shotgun wedding Mm. yeah yeah 
Mm. We looked at a really cool venue in Melbourne that does like very small, intimate kind of Las Vegas style weddings. And we had considered that. Have Elvis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ceremony. But we just realized that we wouldn't be able to invite all of our close friends and family. We, As much as we didn't want it to be a huge formal event, we did want to ensure that everyone that we did love was present. I think we tried to find the middle ground there. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't go over the top and tried to keep it intimate no, without excluding anyone. No, so it was still very intimate, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. I think we had 63 in the end. And between having immediate family and, like, your, your kind of – or, like, any family, really, with your friends, it's pretty hard to get under that, like, 30 each. Mm. Like, surprisingly difficult. Yeah. So in terms of societal expectations of what comes after marriage, have you guys found some of it difficult? Because I know a lot of people – once they're married, it's then posed to them like, okay, so when are you going to have kids or like when's the honeymoon and all of these kinds of like big life moments that everyone experiences at different times. Are there certain questions being posed to you like that? Um, no, not at this stage. I mean, we're only a weekend, so I haven't experienced that. Um, but also it's just side note, like can nobody just enjoy the moment anymore? It's like always moving on to the next yeah, so thing. What's Nobody's next? actually like relishing the time that they're in. Um, but in saying that though as well, like I do have a lot of friends that do have kids um, or are already married. So I don't think that from their perspective that there's like an expectation or a timeline on any of that kind of thing because it's very different for all of my friends. Mm. What about you, Liam? Yeah, I think Lucy's side would probably you know, warm to it pretty quickly. I, I don't think there are many people in my friendship group with kids. Mm. So I think they'd find it a bigger adjustment. Mm. So there's not really that question coming from them because... No, not so much. Yeah. No, because I not feel like that's yeah. such a, like, classic thing. I feel like you guys are, like, the nice modern standard of a couple where it's, like, we do things on our own terms mm. and we will cross that bridge when it comes to it but you it's really nice that you guys don't have that sort of outside pressure of like well I know our parents aren't like we're expecting grandkids which is mm. probably easier yeah. to handle well I found it interesting when we have had these discussions in terms of societal expectations Lucy had said she wouldn't want to have kids before oh, really? marriage, mm-hmm. which you surprised to me to hear at the yeah. time. I think that sounds like not like me and kind of out of character. And yeah, that's what I thought, I think. Yeah. I just really wanted that security. And I know that it is quite symbolic marriage for a lot of people. It is just simple, but I definitely wanted to establish our family unit prior to having kids. And that was just a personal thing. And I don't, not like an expectation that I would have on anyone else it was just my own personal stance that's probably one of those few like very traditional ideas that we actually have applied to Mm. our relationship I'd say it's definitely the most traditional or like old school Mm. so when it comes to love and marriage and structuring that would you say that there were I don't know influences in your life that made you think this is what I want, or did you look at other couples and think, like, that's a really beautiful moment and I want what they have or I don't want this for my relationship in the future? 
I mean, we have, our parents are still very happy and have been together for 38 years. Yeah. So they're definitely an influence um, for me. Uh, I wouldn't say there are people around that I was like, I don't want that. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty savage. <laughs> Let's learn your lesson from them. <laughs> what not what to not do. To do. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe? I think to go back to wedding planning, I admired the weddings where people did have a shotgun ceremony mm. where it was intimate and I kind of thought they're clearly just doing it for themselves without trying to mm. worry too much about impressing everyone else. Mm. And I think even though we did have a slightly bigger wedding, the fact that we recited our vows in full, just the two of us, mm. was probably our way of including just a personal moment in this big kind of showy thing that you do. Yeah, yeah. like a moment of privacy. Did you guys actually get to spend much time together at the wedding? Not no. at all. <laughs> Not until after when we were on our way to the hotel. Yeah. Because <laughs> all like we'd spend some time together with getting photos in, in groups and stuff, but not actually talking or we get the photo out. and then just go our separate ways again and yeah. shoot off. Definitely getting pulled in every direction from all of the guests. Which yeah. I yeah, I didn't anticipate. Um one of my colleagues gave me some good advice prior to the wedding and that it was, you know, take a moment to enjoy the fact that you're surrounded by your loved ones and that you're celebrating this beautiful moment because it will go so fast and you won't get to spend a lot of time together. And he was completely right. Like, yeah. It does speed. We didn't eat the cake. We've got some frozen in <laughs> mum and dad's freezer, thank God. Yeah, I don't really think I even ate the cake. cake. No. But, and we also just didn't dance together a lot. We no. had our first dance, maybe a boogie here or there, but not much. Yeah. Also, your first dance was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> not rehearsed at all. Wait, did you guys, you guys did a little clap moment? Was yeah, that choreographed at all? The three claps were the only part that we pre-planned. I love Aside that. Aside from that, it was just... Whatever happens, happens. You had Hope a very One Direction wedding. Yeah. In the best way. Never I would totally that. do that. Yeah. <laughs> Walked down the aisle to Harry Styles. Yeah. Instrumental version. Instrumental, falling by Harry. Yes. And then your first dance was to Heaven by Niall Horan. I was waiting for Strip That Down by Liam Payne to come on. <laughs> I was pretty disappointed. If we had our time again, we would have made that same. <laughs> if we could redo it, let's get some <laughs> Louis, let's get some Zane up in there. Yeah. yeah, no, I was a bit disappointed. I did not get Strip That Down, but <laughs> you, you could have done his choreography as well in your True. wedding dress. It would have been iconic. We want to put out a formal apology right now to everyone for not including that. Yeah. Sorry, Liam Payne. <laughs> if you guys were to get married again, if you were to... You know, renew in a few years' time. Yeah, renew the vows. Strip that down as the first dance. Right. That's a guarantee. We'll keep it in mind. Okay. <laughs> well, also, really enjoyed TJ the DJ came out to play for a bit. You mean you. <laughs> <laughs> I am TJ. The third person. I am TJ the DJ. But I just want to say I'm very proud of that, even though it was for only the last 15 minutes of the wedding. And there was a good photo captured of it. Yes. Just proof. Yes. TJ was there. Just My alter ego came out on the decks. You are like notorious for making good playlists. I just want you to repeat that again. <laughs> no. <laughs> but genuinely, like you make the best playlists. You can follow me on Spotify now. <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate it. It's one of my very few talents. <laughs> you just got to excel in one area. That's all you need. And it's a good playlist. <laughs> and sometimes okay advice. No, I'm really glad that you guys had a good wedding. Although... 
you didn't get to dance to Paris Hilton, Stars Are Blind. I made sure it played. And you guys weren't even there. It should have been the first dance. (laughs) I was so disappointed. I was tearing up the dance floor to that one. But I think we were taking photos or something. You were. Yeah. I heard it come on and I was like, no. Whatever that internal drive just pulling you towards it, but you <laughs> couldn't get out. Floor. Yeah, no. So next time again, strip that down. Paris Hilton stars are blind. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, noted. If you could redo your wedding, would there be anything you'd change? That's a good question. Mm. I was talking about this yesterday and I was like, because it was a short-ish event. I think it was six hours. Um, and I was in two minds about if I, would I want it to go longer so I could spend more quality time with everyone but I also think inevitably you would still just continue to be pulled in every direction, just more so. So I don't think it really makes any major difference. I I think we I think six hours was good. By the end of it, I was exhausted. Mm. So mm. it does fly by. I reckon when Lucy came to get me at about ten forty and said we were ordering Ubers, I'd completely lost track of time. Yeah, mm. I was shocked that it was that late. But equally, you're exhausted by that point. It's mm. been a long day. Yeah. Also, really tough gig getting married the same weekend as the Sophia Ritchie wedding. That would have <laughs> been. Doesn't know. <laughs> that's gone over my head. <laughs> that would that because that's all that's on my TikTok feed. I'm like, yeah, guys, my sister got married too, and it was really great, but <laughs> very yeah, different style tough, of wedding. Tough gig getting married the same weekend. I honestly didn't know that until uh, a few days ago. Yeah, well, two very great weddings. She looked beautiful. She did, Sophia. You looked great. <laughs> Um, lastly, okay, well, a couple more things. What is your biggest piece of advice to people who are newly engaged and getting ready for their weddings? What would you want to tell people? As calm as you think you're going to be, you're going to have moments (laughs) where you crack (laughs) and you've just got to accept it as part of the process and not be too hard on yourself when it happens. Yeah, I completely agree. I think you do face adversity in planning weddings. And it's how you get through that together that is a testament to how your marriage will end up inevitably being. Um, and, I, yeah, I would say don't sweat the small stuff. Not everything's going to go perfectly. It's well, not possible. I think at one stage I said if you expect it to be perfect, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Mm. So, like, embracing imperfections. Yeah. yeah. I think it also got to the point where we were talking about not losing what the purpose of the day is. And I think nowadays with social media, you know, so much of it's for show and you're not having a wedding, you're getting married. And I think people lose that a lot. So sometimes it was a matter of stepping back and being like, what what is the purpose of this? And do we really need this? Or is this causing us unnecessary stress? That's actually really good advice. My friend, Krisha, who just got married, she and I caught up for lunch today. And she said to me, what she found interesting about getting married is that the wedding is for everyone else. Yeah. The mm, wedding much. is for the guests. Yeah. The marriage is for you guys. Yeah. And I think that's so true. So true. Um, well, I think I'd be going around on the day and being like, have you had enough to eat? Have you had enough to drink? You are like very focused on other people. Hosting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, everyone had a really good time regardless. So I'd, yeah. you probably didn't even need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, last question. People who are looking to fall in love and want to get married and are at that stage in their life, maybe they need to let go a bit. Maybe they need to, you know, just open themselves up a bit more. What would you say 
to people who are looking to fall in love? I would say establish what your fundamental needs are, both within yourself and within a relationship, um, and get a really strong understanding of what it is that you are willing to compromise on and what you really need to hold steadfast to so that when things are getting tough or you do have to make tough decisions, you're not losing yourself along the way. I like that. What about you, Liam? I'll second that. I reckon you've just got to kind of put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Like go on dates, meet people, see what works. And when you find it, you'll know. Mm, not yeah. be afraid. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Live fearlessly. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to be <laughs> That's a beautiful sentiment. <laughs> End it right there. <laughs> End it right here. Well, live fearlessly. Live fearlessly. On that note, everyone... Thank you so much for our first season of Hot Mess Podcast. And thank you to Lucy and Liam for coming on the very last episode for season one. I think it was a really nice way to wrap up the show for the first season. Obviously, we've seen our ups and downs with this show. We've been through a lot. We've read my diary. You've met my boyfriend. I've broken up with my boyfriend. And now we've had newlyweds on the podcast. I think we've been through it. We've been through the ringer and I'm really excited for season two. It is going to take a slightly different direction. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, hopefully no tears, but I cannot confirm anything. In the meantime, thank you again for listening. I appreciate all the support. Once again, you can follow us at hot mess underscore podcast on both Instagram and on TikTok. And I do plan on being more active on all of those in the future. I cannot thank you guys enough though. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. See you guys in season two for a very <laughs> messy, messy season ahead. Love guys.